All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining me. I have a special guest talking about a very special episode. I've been talking about this uh, this discussion all summer and telling people that I can't ready to record it and get it out there. Joining me for this discussion is, she's from the Nintendo Voice Chat, uh, Miss Amanda Rudock, uh, Ruddick, right? Yeah, it's Redick. Hello, everybody. Nice to meet one of the two Fire Emblem fanboys joining. Uh, there's will be another one a little bit later on in the. Yes. So um, we're recording this one uh, kind of early before our my uh, part two. So there's going to be two episodes. Um, this is kind of like Fire Emblem Fates. This is the uh, birthright edition. <laughs> I guess the next one would be Conquest. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> so this is optional. Revelation. That's the main yeah. thing. <laughs> so you, everybody, uh, we're having a discussion about Fire Emblem. We're going to be talking uh, what we love and what we hate about the series, a little bit uh, about the series, and where do we like? Where do we think it will go in the uh, future? Um, but first, I'm gonna give some history about uh, Fire Emblem. Um, it was developed by Intelligent Systems and published by Nintendo. Um, it started on the Famicom with Fire Emblem uh, Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light on April 20th, 1990. Um, the series consists of 15 games and is considered as an RPG simulator. Um, it started out as a Dojin project by Shuzo Kaga and three other developers. Um, he worked on the series till Darcia 776 and then he left the company. Um, the U.S. came to know about it with Martha Roy showing up in uh, Smash Brothers Malay. For the Super Nintendo, uh, no, not for the Super Nintendo, for the uh, game. I wish it was on the Super Nintendo. That'd be pretty legit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube. Um, Yuka Tsujiyoko was the original composer who also composed the music for Paper Mario before she left. Um, and Amanda and Fue was on Nintendo Voice Chat, a uh, video game book club, talking about the Paper Mario series. So do check that out on YouTube, uh, NBC Video Game Book Club. Um, really good episode. I can't believe Adrian didn't know about that character being a female. That was so funny. Um, um, now, uh, before we get into discussion, I need to know, when did you start the series? Like, when did you start playing Fire Emblem? So, as you mentioned, huge shout out. It was such decision to put both Martha and Roy in the games which is um, the seventh game I believe Ken on the Game Boy Advance otherwise we just plain old Fire Emblem so that's where I because I saw you know in the little character descriptions for Martha's from Fire Emblem like what is this game I want to check it out about all of these Nintendo characters so I bought it and nice at first because I didn't know that that was the series. I just thought it was the first one. Mm-hmm. So when I started it up, here's Lynn, here's Elliewood. Where's Marth? I don't know where. Incredibly confused. And then later on, that's when I discovered it's like, this is not technically the first game of the series, but the seventh or I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's the seventh. Almost when I got started was the Game Boy Advance fight that came out here. Okay, I got started with uh, Fire Emblem on the uh, on the DS. It was the gold. Okay, yes, uh, that's the remake. Little Dragon and 
the one that was on the NES that particular game. Okay. There's a little bit of extra bonus content DS. There's an intro paralogue which makes sense as to what exactly happened first because if I remember in the NAS version, it's just kind of like, here's a war. It's kind of like, cool, I'm just thrown into this and I have no idea who or what happened before. So it just kind of goes into a little bit more deep. Things got started. Okay. Yeah, I um I actually got it for like twenty dollars when it came out. Like um oh, nice. Um, cause I, I know DS games were uh, a lot and Fire Emblem wasn't popular still when the DS game came out. Uh, it was still a niche. No. Yeah. It was very, it's a very, very like a niche series and it attracted a niche crowd. On comes Awakening, which just kind of blew everything and introduced a whole new fan base. Things in the series. It was one of those games that was like, whoa, that you know it changed so drastically and it was so welcome as a change as well mm-hmm. yeah oh man fire emblem awakening we also played that game for the mc video game book club uh so check out that discussion also that is still one of my favorite games i love that title i Okay, I I admit I'm still bad that I got Conquest still wrapped up because I'm playing. Uh, I'm trying to finish Brevity for uh, Brevity Second. Um, but I am going to start. Uh, I think I'm gonna get into uh, Conquest. I have to um, get into that game. But Fire Emblem Awakening was uh, from the beginning. The animation, the music, the fighting, the characters, the dialogue is the dialogue is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the dialogue is great, and it was nice to have voice actors sort of attached to the characters, um, even though in a few and far between. But it was sort of nice to have that ability. Mm-hmm. And it is really the game that we're curious to get into the series. That is the perfect entry, just because not only does it let you ease in better, but there is a lot of it offers for beginner players who may not be familiar with permadeath. It makes things like the difficult, however you want. Um, you can easily break the game six. So there's a lot of different things you can do. And a nice welcome for any newcomers of the, that would just, it's like a nice, easy game to handle. Like this is baby for sure but it's well deserved and well earned yes it is um so what is the fire series all about well um like i said it's an rpg simulation but it's more of a strategy tactical role-playing game um you have an army with you uh and you have to direct them on the board on who the enemies they're going to encounter um, if they win the, uh, if they win, they get experience points or if, you know, they survive the battle and it's one versus one. Um, I think when it came to Fire Emblem Awakening, that's when they did the double, uh, when you get behind or has that always been one of the gameplay? Like you get behind them or with them, partnering them up with them. Um, the fact that you can go is definitely a strategy since the beginning. It goes as far back as the NES, though. Uh-huh. Thing in Shadow Dragon and Rekinoken that you get a higher behind them or beside them as opposed to in front of them. Same with the 
movies and into forts, that kind of thing. It's in, um, you mentioned the gameplay of it very briefly, but I find this really awesome that this is the big 14th entry in the series. Like we got a bunch that didn't get related yet, Yeah. but uh, the core Gear Emblem has not changed after 14 iterations. And I think it kind of says something about the series of how well it really worked. There's some mechanics that have changed and some in-game has remained the same, which I find is really interesting. Because with Mario, you see a lot of different iterations of its platform. Or you see him in different types of branded games, but another emblem, unless you count um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, But still. Again, I still need to play. Uh, Gotta get that game. Same here. Same here. So, um, permadeath is one of the most standout parts of this game and what it is 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 that if you meet a new character or you have a character in your party if they lose all their energy and they die you cannot bring them back there's no phoenix downs there's no revival potions nothing like that you have to you have to micromanage your party and if you do it badly if you don't pay attention and they die you don't get them for the rest of the game um not until fire emblem awakening where you where you had the uh, option to have permadeath or um be able to not have it uh that like after they die after you clear the whole board the level um they automatically come back uh full i think full health they automatically come back i i believe so that you you lose them but then and the next battle you can use them again yeah. but having is something that you know makes you think a little bit like because you you want to care about these characters especially actually have more of a personality and you for me everyone to live even if you're may or may not be a 100% person yes but still it adds that other layer of like like there is no take backs if you mess up you have royally messed up and that's what it's that's something I, also something that i'm pretty sure for most fireman players that play with permadeath on causes all the resets <laughs> and i remember i was like it, it, it do it lr start lr start lr start i can't miss the count of how many times i've done that especially uh birthright heart mode run oh wow okay oh I don't even want to think about any hard because the games already start are uh, start out hard. Like they are very difficult, not to get into, but to play. Like to me, that's kind of the dark souls of Nintendo's role playing games. Like if you die, um, that's it. You have to learn how to manage. So it was if it was a different style of playing it because this was actually my first tactical strategy uh rpg game like i didn't play final fantasy tactics the scary the scarier um uh, i haven't even played like sim city and stuff um only sim game that i actually played was somewhat act razor uh on super nes when you had to do uh when you played as god and you had to build the town and stuff like oh yeah the, yeah that i guess that's kind of a tactic the sense that Fire Emblem is where it's more grid based it's more along the same vein as uh, Final Fantasy Tactics mm-hmm. or uh, like Ogre Battle that kind of thing yeah oh Ogre Battle oh, I remember that game 
uh, I was so I love the artwork, but I was so nervous to play that game of Spinetton. <laughs> like I I I shook because it was a role playing game. Now I wanted to jump on it to be like, oh, I want to play this so bad. But I got so nervous when I seen that it wasn't the te- uh, typical role playing like action RPG or fun or um, at the time battle RPG. Like I. I just stood away from it, but I always want to play it. I should go find it and play it. I should give that game a chance. Um, didn't they make Or Battle 64? Wasn't that one? Yeah, that one's a bit different time. I think the one you're talking about on the Super Nintendo, there's either there's that one, and then there's there's one that's like a real-time battle, and then there's the one that got remade just on the PlayStation originally, but it got remade to the PS. Tactics Ogre, Let Us Clean Together, which is very good. That one is a neither here or there, but it's interesting that you say that Fire Emblem a tactical role-playing game. So this being the of this kind of style of game about it as you first played through it and experienced it. Oh, can you say that again? I'm sorry you have broke up. Oh, it's okay. So this being tactical role-playing game game that you've played being fire what was your first experience like can you describe experience was with the game oh my first experience playing on the ds uh i was lost i literally was lost because i i didn't grasp the mechanics of the game like i was just going in just be like charge you know, not taking no time to study the tutorial because it really didn't have one. It just kind of threw you in. Um, and I just kept losing. And I was and anything that I won was actually based off of luck. Like, it wasn't no plan strategy. But I feel like now, if I go back because of Fire Emblem Awakening teaching me, I know the ins and outs on how to play this game. Um but I was I was so lost, but it was it was new to me that I was just like I'm actually getting a new experience about role playing games, and I didn't even get a sip about permadeath. Like I didn't even reset it. I took my losses. I I even got my game overs, and I was just like, if I gotta start over, I'll start over because I want to know how to play this game. What is all? What was really captured people in Japan? Because a lot of people in Japan really loved this game. Um, I know it was declining in sales over the years uh, until it came to really to America and with Fire Emblem Awakening when they made the choices and stuff. Because like I didn't even like the GameCube version of Fire Emblem. I didn't see nowhere. Um, the Wii ones was probably may, maybe be at Best Buy or GameStop, and they may only have one or two copies. Like, it was a, a really hard title to find. So, like, to actually learn more more of it, like, I didn't play the rest of the Fire Emblem series until Awakening after I bought the DS one. Because the rest of the games that came up in America was hard to find. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, the thing about Fire Emblem was that... Well- help of melee with marth and roy just sort of being you know their initial marketing there wasn't really either it was like or it was just here's the first fire emblem game boy advance that's officially released here go play it and sort of if you were a fan of the series you knew it came out basically is what it sort of became right. until shadow like here shadow dragon is out and that was kind of it and the 
thing with it being basically designed as game this game series is either going to be a huge hit going to be out basically again because awakening was kind of the be all end all it was designed like this is our last chance fire emblem game and if it doesn't sell well then the series is basically so they went full in on marketing they went full in on on gameplay to help make it a little bit easier and i think it was more successful for sure mm-hmm. i mean if you look how big both robin and lucina are basically are at this point even if you don't play play fire emblem yeah. you know who those two are by far yes and they're still so those characters are so good i love robin and lucina um uh, just wonderful characters. The cast of the this cast of the whole series, like you will always find characters that you love and characters that you hate to death. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's interesting to see how much more work in, in Awakening compared to Shadow Dragon for sure. Mm-hmm. That certainly had a personality, even if it's a personality you didn't at least had one. Because unfortunately with Shadow like of course you know Marth, you know Kaida, but everyone like who is this person? I don't remember them at all. There's this character very specifically. His name is Rad. He's nothing. He joins you at random. You're just kind of like, wow, what a. It's a character that has no character, and then in a give everyone a personality, whether or not you liked it or not. Uh-huh. It's something attached to them that was like, yeah, the. And I can remember who they are. Uh, I swear. Uh, <laughs> um, dude, let's get back. No, no, let's get back because uh, we're going to talk more about this. Good, like get a little bit in depth. Um, the yank and oh, yank. Uh, the yank and yank of weapons, and what that means is that um, particular characters with a certain weapon type will always have an advantage against the enemy if they have. Um, a different uh different weapon it was kind of like pokemon to me i was thinking about it back in, in the back of my mind i was just like this is the hardest version of pokemon if you if you if yeah, it's you a very it. like if you screw up on rock paper scissors as badly as you were <laughs> exactly um and see, and that that was one of the things I didn't know about uh, Fire Emblem. Like, the older ones, and like I said, to Awakeness, like, Awakeness taught me, like, I even wrote it down and be like, okay, this beats this, this beats this, this beats this. Now I just need to find magic. I need to find arrows. Like, like I just need to get my uh, characters up and see what works, who works best with each other and things like that. Um Later on in the games, uh, relationships became important because they gave you, uh, like, you will fall in love with the main character. And out of that comes, like, your child. Uh, I, I believe Awakening is the first, but it may have been in all um, the games, too. It's here. Uh, the first one that had kids, I believe, to Genealogy of the Holy War, which never, I don't know if that official translation is done yet or mm-hmm. not. No, I'm pretty sure there's kids in that game. I'm pretty sure. I can't how exactly they work into the story, if at all. That, um, like having supports and having kids continue. And going back briefly about how weapons work and in the games too, you, up until Fates, I should say, plan your inventory and who has what very small 
my weapons can break in the game. So you have to be very ready to buy this at the store and mm-hmm. have limited gold and who, who, what, and with what abilities and weapons and stuff like that. And up till fates where it's like the weapon uses in that game, but they kind of add them. Like if you equip a silver sword on somebody is to speed and skill, something like that. So it kind of other way of managing your weapons as well. It's another little in other games too where you have to manage your weapons. Uh-huh. You have to be a little bit more cautious of at least because it's like you have to, at least in the older games, fates where they give you money DLC basically. Yeah. But manage your money and stuff a lot smaller newer games for sure. I I definitely know uh with uh and I, I know we keep going back into awakening um and stuff um that like I said earlier in the episode that the games start out as start being start out as difficult. And uh when it came to uh Fire Emblem Fates, Birthright and Conquest, uh you had two selections. You could stay with the your adopted family or the family that somewhat kidnapped you, or you could go with your real family. Birthright is the um kidnapping. Your real family. Yeah. And then conquest is your is your main family, correct? I believe. Right, is the family you were kidnapped from, but is your technically your whereas conquest is with Nor who you since you were younger, therefore is like your they're not actually related to you. Oh, okay. I, I, I kind of got confused about that. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, so you're choosing between whether or not you want to go for Earth, right? Being mm-hmm. that you be- actually belong to, or do you want to go for your family that as technically your family, but not really ignore? Yeah. And uh, we uh, either one that she picked has a kind of they said birthright is the easier version and conquest is the harder version that's right yeah so birthright is basically more of where in birthright you get access to after or between every chapter you can basically your gold and then that way you can grind or support levels a little bit easier and it's much easier to get drops from those maps that kind of thing mm-hmm. and conquest at all so you're basically going from chapter to chapter to chapter and also with birthright the um are mostly just route the enemy beat the boss whereas conquest has a little bit more of a difficult we actually have to be smart like um i know in the very first chapter conquest it's defeat for enemy of it there's one chapter that's ridiculously fun let the enemy pass your defense line. Yeah. That one. But it's definitely a lot different. You have conquest for sure, I find, than in uh, Birth have access to DLC. But ignoring that, you're basically just to the next with no space to grind in between. Uh, that's what I need. <laughs> I need. That, that's the one thing about the Fire Emblem series that the grinding is kind of hard it is in the older games because um you there was back then as dlc there's no such thing as optional bad 
as random skirmishes. You are like when conquest, you're going under. It's the only time you can ever grind in the older game the arenas, which you can spend money to gamble. Catch to that because it is all random what happens in the arena. I doesn't get the weapon he has equipped. I think he just gets whatever. Uh-huh. And then you have to hope and pray that if he dies in the arena, he is dead for good. So it's kind of oh. really want to grind? Not really. So you kind of, <laughs> these are your main top 10 characters. Yeah. And a lot of people that are just going to be warming up the bench the entire uh, Yeah. I know in Awakening, there are some characters that I had completely forgotten. I'm just like, oh, you're like level two. Everybody else is like level seven and eight. I'm like, yikes. <laughs> that's, that's a, and I mean, there's always going to be that one unit that's just kind of what you want to do with them. Mm-hmm. Unless you really want to like, it's where you actually can take the time to actually be okay. But it's whether or not you want to spend the time that, I mean, it's more, I guess, Awakening and Fates because you can get skills and stuff like that. There, but again, when it comes to the older games, you main guys and just use them throughout just because it's not worth, you know, the bench guy that you haven't used two chapter things suddenly come out and just be like, I'm gonna wreck everything, and then he too weak. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. And that's kind of what the series is about. I mean, it has a star. Each game has a storyline, um, but like the gameplay mechanics is kind. Of, it's kind of what sells uh, Fire Emblem. Um, and I let's see, because I can't believe it came out in 1990 that I've never heard of this game until they brought it over for uh, for the DS. I mean, I think they. They but they brought it over actually with the Game Boy events, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the first aka Reckon Ken is it what it is in the Japanese version. It's the seventh game. So we missed out on the seventh game up until Shadow Dragon came out where it's like here's in it that you've seen in Smash Brothers about time years and years later after Melee came out and Roy is still Game to be fully translated officially. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, but I'll... yeah, his game is like fan translated, but ever will be an official translation. I mean, Earthbound Zero. So there's always a hope. Yeah, I can't believe it's been 26 years, and like in four more years, Fire Emblem will be hitting this 30 year anniversary. Like that's crazy to me. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, I, I think I. I think if it really came, if it would have came to the NES here in America, I still would have I would have picked it up and played it because it's a Nintendo game, and because Nintendo games was hard anyway and difficult, Fire Emblem which has fit completely in, and I think it probably would have blown like Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy. I think that game would have been would have blown those two franchises away, like. I think a game series had the proper mark, maybe featured in a Nintendo Power. Mm. I think it. I think it had been. I don't really remember. I'm sure it has been. Still, as I mentioned, like there was pre marketing. It's like if you know about who Martha is and from, uh, you know, originally from like Melee when he 
basically that's how you hear about the games, you know? And that's like, I'm pretty sure uh, Radiant equal to Path of Radiance, that's the one that's on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I haven't finished that game because it's incredibly hard, but uh, I'm pretty games that's like, it was released here and it didn't do very well of how little people knew of sequel so you have to play path of radiance to sort of understand yeah I'm trying to under, uh. and each i think each game where their each game were their own uh storyline like they're like none that's of right them. yeah there are some that are sequels like a sequel mystery of the new emblem that hasn't come out here path of radiance radiant dawn um sometimes do make references back to the old ones but have nothing to do like i know obvious like the most obvious one is an awakening where the mask i mean it's like duh who's i wonder who that could be you know <laughs> i wonder what that series is from hmm and i know in the uh, tokyo mirage sessions they make references to the older games and uh also in awakening there's that reference some of the older games as well so like Easter eggs in each game that's kind of say, heck, in this game, but we kind of miss out on so much of it. No, not really. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really hope that they do a collection or they just bring all those games out, even like for virtual console. Like, like they could do Game Boy events games on Wii U. So it would, it, to me personally, it would be so nice to have. It. I know people would prefer it to be on the 3DS or new 3DS, but I'm just like, no, give me, give it to me on the Wii U, because if I could see it on my big screen, uh, and be able to look at the small screen before I make a move, like it, just, it would just work better that way for me. Like I, I like yeah. I could be in the comfort comfort of my own home playing this game and yelling. At the at the TV, instead of being on the bus or in the car or shopping somewhere, waiting to be like, no, <laughs> like 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 something would happen, and it like the a care uh enemy would evade and come back and just kill me in one swipe, and I would probably scream no, and you don't want to do that in public, like <laughs> you would just be like, that's, that's true. I know. Um, if when I was playing. Birthright hard mode run. I was playing like getting a haircut or something, uh-huh. and I think somebody died. And I could, the card, I'm like, oh, God, like, you know, I'm like trying to read <laughs> to see that, but yeah, um, it would be good to see some of those games come out translated officially. I certain of certain ones would do. I mean, the obvious choice, Blade, that's one that Roy's in, and then maybe. But it's kind of hard, maybe this is kind of a good talk, some of the changes, that once you play Awakening, it's really hard to go back. I mean, when we talked about this in the review, I was like, if you want to see how much Fire Emblem has changed, play Awakening. You can play Fire, or not Fire Dragon, geez, Shadow Dragon. Yeah. It's like, that game has changed in terms of, like, story, supports, and just the natural way of how the game is for me. Shadow Dragon was like, it's okay. It's kind of here comes awakening. That's like here's like you know the special magic and everything's awesome forever. That kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And yeah, going back for the old ones to the new ones. I mean, going back to the old ones will show you like the history and uh, evolution of the series. But it would kind of train you, like, be patient and be smart about your smart about your moves. Like, I feel like Fire Emblem is a game that you cannot go gung ho in. Like it, you, oh, definitely it's, not. It's definitely trial and error. You have to. I mean, Fire Emblem Awakening will always be the uh, will be the beginner's guide to the to the game to the series. Because I'm like, you have a choice of you know choosing permadeath or not. So if you can learn like some of the strategies and the ins and outs, it carries over to every game. Um, but if oh, you, definitely, yeah. But if you go in thinking that oh, you know, they only gave me five, five care, uh, five enemies, and they'll probably gradually get harder. No, those five enemies could swipe you, and you could just lose in maybe what four rounds of the first of, of the first map. Like if you don't play smart and think about it smart, and you die. I mean, some people get turned off by by games like that. But I'm just like, no, stick with this game. Die, restart, and next time use a better strategy. Learn what works. Take notes and stuff. Like, that's always been one of my strategies with the Fire Emblem series. Definitely for sure. And a story with that, too. Um, One of my good friends, he played his first Fire Emblem game, much like with a lot of people. And then he played Binding Blade again. That's the one that Roy's in, not officially yet. And he was telling me, he's like, and he played mode, that's the one where permadeath's off. And he, when he died, in the, wait, permadeath is real? And like, yeah, to be played. Like, that's how the game is. It's not, is no, you have to be smart. Like, losing kind of a big deal. And you have to be really, really smart about that. Yeah, just, uh wear that gang i i love it <laughs> and but it makes me upset sometimes but i uh we're going to get into the love and hate part of this oh definitely yeah and something I'm more was um as we're talking about how the series has obviously the biggest thing that has changed in awakening and has has appealed to newer fan bases support system and i mean supports were always a th- I'm trying to think way back in the Game Boy Advance one. Uh-huh. It's mostly just discussions and they never really did anything. Dawn had the support systems where you can kind of see like some other person's stat and then they'll attack, but they won't attack up until Awakening where it's like you can kind of see what, what you're actually doing. You can kind of see your sub up with the little hearts and you can kind of you can see rat and discuss and have themselves open up as character personality and as you mentioned before then there's the to it and if you really want to dig real deep into like passing down skills and there's just a lot of ways to play now which I find is really interesting mm-hmm. or just like pair up with everybody else and that kind of stuff and husband of wars which i find a little <laughs> bit amusing i think it's kind of nice in that sense where it's like there's an appeal to a lot of different people maybe like fates anyways unfortunately they like the kids felt a little so it'd be interesting to see how that changes and how well they handle kids if they uh-huh. do at all like 
it has now become like a thing that people in games, but at the same time, it's like, would you rather or have them have a purpose and stuff in the story? Like, it was, but supports are like the big change for sure in the past two games. Uh, I love the supports. Um, uh, oh, me too. Uh, yeah, they 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 help me out so much. Yeah, like because with the supports, I kind of was able to grind faster. Um, and you know, like them having a heart to build their relationships, definitely a fire emblem awakening. Like, um, one of my favorite characters, and I love her. She has the pink hair. Uh, she has the short thing, and she's uh, she's very bossy and sassy. Uh, and I cannot think of her name. In awakening. Yeah. Awakening with pink hair. She rides the horse, and she has the spear. Uh, I gotta get. Oh, I gotta look. Oh, she, her hair's not pink, but I'm th- pretty sure you're thinking of Sully. Yes, her. She has like spiky hair, short hair. She's a she's one sassy one. I love her too. <laughs> she uh, she's all about the battle, and she doesn't really care for relationships. She uh, who was the one that she's um she was me to one of the characters. Um, Varian. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like that guy that's like hits on all the women. Based. It's kind of how they meet. It's like Varian's like, hey, pay attention to me. I'm and she's kind of like shut up idiot let me just kick you in the face so sure that's one of the things she says first and it's like this is all i she's one of my favorite characters because i i love her i love her sass but she's a powerful character she's really like if you really use her a lot and like come to tina see her up and get her like a very experienced she's like one of the characters that you keep in your battle for like the entire game like i love her just just reading some of her like when she there's interludes after you beat the game oh not beat the game beat the level so you go back like to your main castle and you can check everybody's like status and what they gotta say about each other and stuff yeah and she like sometimes she'll be talking to some of the guys and you know they'll try to hit on her or or something like that and like you said earlier she's like shut up i don't care about you i will kick you in your teeth <laughs> like she means it and when she gets when she gets on the battlefield she's all about that war like she's she's powerful and um uh, I, I don't feel like that makes her sexy or anything like that. I just love her personality. Like, she owns it. She kicks your tail because she kicks tail in battle. And that makes her really stand out like a really powerful female. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing that Fire Emblem has done fairly well. slightly argued in Fates where they kind of have a little bit of fans outfits. Uh-huh. But at least in the past game, had pretty strong characters of both genders, like in the, um, the Telia series being Path of Raven, who she's like, she looks awesome, she's strong leader, and like, she's a great character too. There's a lot really stand out as like, there's no character that's too terribly like stuck up or sexual. And in Fates, there is one character in Conquest who kind of is like, She's more into it. Like she is the gold digger of the game. <laughs> I'm a gold digger. I don't care. That's like she. All she is 100% a gold digger. But still, like it's it presents you know a like a strong cast of character for the most part. 
So, um, what did you love about the series? I think I really like the thing again is after, you know, 14 iterations, um, the core gameplay has played. It's something that I like. I like to think and strategize about something that I can't just rush into. I have to stick aware and, um, games have pretty good story like of all the games i story is probably is 100 the, the best one just because it has a lot of like underlying tones of war and poverty it's like well i did not think into deep on these discussions but it is really really good handled and i just love seeing all the characters interact with each other and especially in like later game instances as well where you know do you see their support do you see their personality mm-hmm. you get to know them and, you know I, of course there's always like i said there's always going to be that one guy on care about but it's a character like you know there's always going to be characters you hate and i just love to see the series has changed over times and again having that support system is really good in a way blows that way out of the water it is so good yeah and the discussion but i have plugged 300 hours and <laughs> for more than 300 hours and that's like that's a run of burst revelations birthright hard and i'm now going to try conquest hard mode we'll see how that i just love like planning things out too and like, i'm that guy who's like oh man what are the best kids i can I want this person to have this skill and I can grind up to here and them and break the game. And I love to see that happen. I don't know why I love in the game too. That's yeah. something I am absolutely fascinated. Can really do what, or who has the potential to do. Well. I know one of the things I, and I'm about to get to, I hate one of the things I hate, uh, and it's, it's very minor. Um, uh, it's one of the girls in Fire Emblem Awakening <laughs> that uh, uh, you have to watch the NBC uh, episode when I just I hated what this girl she um, like, what did she look like? Uh, I think she was like the shy one. Uh, shy uh, was, there, was she a blonde? No, I think she had like blue hair or brown hair like she was in love with the main character but she didn't really show oh it. you're talking about cordelia yes <laughs> i just because i remember that episode because i think who are that the like and basically like most of us said that she is not, not there, and i totally remember that as oh, well so i hated her i mean i i didn't hate her yep. but i hate her characteristics had, yeah <laughs> Yes, she is literally the worst character. Oh goodness, in so many ways. What, but what was the one that you thought was trash? There was another character. It was Cordelia as well. Okay, it was Cordelia. <laughs> yeah, no, she is just a bad character. Again, I sorry, but I don't like your wife. Who was <laughs> right again? It's like your wife who's trash. Your husband. Sorry, but still, it's just her personality is all kinds of awful. Yes, like, like uh, she, she was a uh, uh, she was just a cardboard thrown in a ray, like just 
just a mess. Just I just hated. I just hated her characteristics. I'm like, and I you know, I felt kind of bad for her. I played the game a second. We all support her and Crom, and they can. I found out they actually can't support each other. It's like, wow, okay. Every time you get an S rank support with her, the thing that I had as well was that like she's like, oh, I, I I'm like, that's great, but I love Crom. It's like, what? She's like, but I love you. Maybe I can get over Crom with you. You're like, no, that's... <laughs> right. And then later on too, when she has, uh, um, I want to actually discuss like in Awakening a little bit as well. Um, but anyways, but but Sephora says something like, because like perfect kind of thing without like doing much. Uh-huh. It's like you don't know what it's like to live up to somebody. Something like that, it makes you feel like dog food. It's something along that line about yourself. And Cornell is like, thanks. It's like, you did not see, like, it's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but uh, two things is like, she is terrible to other the male character, bad to her daughter, and it is bad. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is the gods. <laughs> if I am awakening, but, <laughs> oh, yes, I love that. Just the no, gods. God, like we understand that, like, like to me, that was their uh, clean version of cussing uh, in the game. Uh, but I just, I just love when they say it. And I'm like, the gods, the gods, gods, and it, it, it was just so funny because they'd be like, oh, gods, like, they, like when they got hurt or something, or they just want to curse. It was just like, okay, Nintendo, okay, eight four, uh, um, eight four play, um. They the ones that did the translations on Awakening and actually did the translation for uh Dino uh Dino Blade Chronicles X. Uh and they they just celebrated uh, eleven years um at, uh okay. of being open in Japan. Uh so because today is eight four. So uh everybody's been wishing them happy eight four day because that's their uh eight four play. Um which is a cool story. They got that name because of the Mario level uh eight four. Um being the last level in Mario Brothers. Right. Yeah. So uh wishing them a happy birthday or um a uh, uh, happy eight four day I should say. Uh, and congratulations but on the They did a f- fantastic job translating that game for sure. They gave everyone this amazing person you know, they changed some of them around a little bit but uh-huh. still like Henry was a good example of that, but uh, a great job on the characters and the voice actors did a fantastic making those characters come to life as well. There's something I was going to say and I totally forgot. Bad to me, as you were saying before. Oh yeah, the whole gods thing. When I hate it's in a later chapter, and uh, Corin, who's the main of that game, she's or he or she says gods. It's in this game too. This is great. He <laughs> uh, thought of the chat was like, I have to. I was like, yes, this is great. <laughs> so um, let's dive into Fire Emblem Fates uh, before we get to oh, our, la- yes. our, our last portion, and then we'll get do some plugging. Um, uh, Fire Emblem Fates, which came out 2015, 2015 correct? No, yeah, it was t- this year. Oh, this year. Oh, I'm so. Ooh, I'm yep, so bad. And, uh, last year in japan and then it came out this year in february then i purposely took that day off i'm like i'm taking this day off i woke up first thing in the morning went to walmart bought birthright went home 
hours and hours on end for the entire day, and I would have no regret. Yeah, so, so many people were buying Birthright, and I just decided to go against them and buy Conquest because I was just like, I want the hard edition. I wanted the special edition so bad, so quick, and I was so angry. I'm like, whatever, I'm just gonna buy Birthright. I don't. We actually, um, no, that's from the Legend of Zelda because we actually had drove out somewhere. But my friend was trying to buy the Majora's Mask 3DS, and they sold out the first five minutes the store opened. I'm like, oh, dang. And we had to do, like, an overdrive. But uh, Birthright and Conquest, my friend, he has Birthright, and I'm like, well, I'm going with Conquest. Um, the, what are some of the problems with it? Uh, because some people love the game. They like it, but they had some people had problems with it. I mean, this gameplay is fun. Blows Awakening out of the water again. I mean, there's so many new classes. There's lots of cool characters, um, and of course, the whole choice aspect is appealing. Like, which side did you choose? I chose this. I chose discussion as well, and um, also like, it's like as much as I chose Birthright, really like inside my heart, I just want to like make both of them get along. You know. About it, so it's like revelations basically. But um, I think people liked about the game was um, again, gameplay carried the supports back in a much better way in the way the seals work, which we haven't got into yet as well. Mm. Character hits level 10, you can seal them, become a better class, they become better. You can second seal, become another class, which totally breaks the witnesses. Um, and then in this game, there when you S rank with someone, you can get their class, or you can buddy because there's an A plus rank, so you can have the best friend yes sort of pairing as well, so you can become their. And then there's Eternal Seals, which makes you go up basically. But anyways, the thing like about the game is the story, because the story. This is the main problem with Fire Emblem. Error, except for like Path of Radiance, as I as I said before, uh-huh. kind of mediocre, and it's with like with Revelations where it's supposed to be like this is supposed to happen. The without going to say you, it doesn't sound like you've played through it quite yet. Is that like a lot happens in the game, but it happens very quickly. It's like here's something that. Ha- okay and then it's like it resolves itself very quickly in order to get so it's kind of like thing happens okay uh, what and you don't really have to react to it there's a lot of weird plot holes as well if you look into the game but like I don't know I like the story overall but I think a lot a lot of people kind of glaze the story is the fact that this game's moral is the choice you make and the fact that you as Corrin have to consequences of that choice not your choice this happy ending unless you pick revelations of course but if things are going to happen in nor and conquest that you about these characters and there's going to be consequences well and that you're going to have to live with that and that's the same goes going to happen to these characters and hoshido are going to have to live with as core being the one that made the choice Right. That's kind of what I think people have kind of glazed over that the fact voice and consequence and knowing that you live with this choice that you've made. I think Conquest does a slightly better 
doing that than birthright does just because of what happened but again like the story is kind of like it's full of plot a little bit of a mess in terms of writing um that's kind of like the main people's main problem is the story i can see why but it's so well. It's, it did really good, and people like really enjoyed it. So I'm really happy that it really so. Uh, they thought that the uh, that splitting into two uh, two kind of games like Pokemon would be problematic, but no, people was just like, I'm going. I'm having the choice, and I think I know where I'm going to go. I know. I think Birthright was more popular than Conquest. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember if like if there's a here that was more popular than in Japan I remember though I somewhere remember reading when the game first came went with Conquest first and uh-huh. then Birthright opposite in Japan but I can't really remember I know a lot of people that were kind of like mixed like you for Conquest first and myself and I'm pretty sure Fuad went first uh-huh. I'm not sure about other people but I just was like for birthright first and conquest because birthright is the easier one the gift of one and then revelations is like this is the truth i i do have to say uh what i like about faces i love the box art for both games like fantastic yes oh that artwork is fire emblem has always had fantastic artwork i was looking at some of the older games like the like the uh famicom covers and I, I just felt like, oh, this is so detailed. Like, this needs to come to America. Like, I, I kind of want posters for all fifteen games, just, just to hang them. Yeah, mind. yeah. The, the um, his last name's Kazaki. I can't think of his first name for the last. Who does the art for Awakening and Fates? He does a fantastic job. And I kind of follow his stuff on Twitter, and sometimes mm-hmm. he'll post like Emblem Fates Japanese anniversary. He pointed the. Er, this picture of Azura in this dress and it looked amazing. It's like character and, it, and she looks great as well. And they have pretty good for most of the characters. I mean, some of like the old the sprites in the NES version. I mean, they're sprites, but it's like, whoa. But still, overall, the art's right. pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I don't know how you felt when you saw the trailer of uh, Fire Emblem Fates. I literally... Oh, I was so hyped. Oh, when I- Yes. I ceased here officially. I was just like, oh my God, when I saw release date, release date, release date, and then I got a release date. I'm like, I I, am, I do not even care if I have to work. It's like, nope. Gonna pass. And I saw the trailer in the for the Japanese version. New Fire Emblem. I need it. I want it. Give I I literally lost my mind when they when it showed that it was probably gonna be possibly in a Japanese setting. I was like about done with almost every game that was coming up for the rest of the year. Like I lost my mind and was like, Oh my goodness, hurry up and come out. I want this right now. Like I, I didn't care about the soundtrack or anything. I just seen the trailer and was just like, I want this right now. Like you, you are capturing my heart, uh piece of my heart right now. I love Japanese uh, themes and environments and, uh, just the way that it, that when the trailer dropped and I seen the animation, I, my mouth was just dropped on the floor. Like, are you serious? Are you, I mean, I, I lost my, I wait, I lost my line crazier when they announced the Shin Megami Tensei cross, uh, fire. Like I literally lost my mind. Like 
I was just like, what is Atlas and Nintendo doing? And why are they about to conquer the world of video games? Like, I, I, I know, right? Like, when I, I remember when I saw the trailer for Fates, and it was like, you get to make a choice. I'm like, choice? It's like, there's two games. I'm like, what? There's two coming out at the same day? What? And then I was so hyped. And then I saw the um, Shimiga, which is now Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I mean, that even though a lot of people were like, wow, this is more like per the Shin Megami Tensei. I mean, you know, it, it has Shin Megami persona. People look hard enough. But still, it's like, this is really hard enough. But it's like, I've seen some gameplay of it. It looks fantastic. Right. At least I think so. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care how it looks. It's colorful. It's fun. I want to play that immediately. Oh, that game has one of the... I, I, I need to get that. I need to get... Uh... Tokyo Mirage Session. I think I'm gonna award it one of the best sound. Like I love I Am Setsuna. I heard the sound the soundtrack, and that soundtrack is amazing. Like really, really good. But every trailer that they showed of uh, Tokyo Mirage Session when they actually finalized the title, I I was going online just like where can I find this artist and her music? Where can I buy just the soundtrack to this game? Because the trailer is she the one that voice. Or does the song um, for Kyria, which is a uh, like the main theme? I forget the name of it. I have it somewhere. I'm like, it it may be. I literally was just like, this soundtrack might be the best soundtrack it, for 2016. I have now. I haven't played a uh, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix yet. I that's the one game I I definitely got to get. I love the Rhythm Heaven games because yeah. they really have some really good music. Um, the music in Awakening and Fate. Oh. It's the, so good. I just need to tell I just for a minute because the other games did not I mean like when the enemy phase comes on in Path of Radiance you like oh I need to go do something for like five minutes because it lasts but then in like Awakening when you hear that music pick up and drums and this one adds like operatic singing you're just like this is so good and in Fates it was see holy crap, what is this? Like, I have most of the, uh, they're called in the Awakening, they're called something else in Fates, they have different names on my playlist, it's like, this is so good. Because what, yeah, what, what, wasn't we talking that we would pay, like, um, I, well, I definitely said I would pay $100, $120 to go to a Fire Emblem concert. Like, yeah, like, there was a Fire Emblem concert to go so bad, I'm like, please bring this even though they won't, because... <sighs> It's like I wanted to see it because that would be amazing. Oh, they have and to. And elk orchestrated. And, and Nintendo has to. Like, I, if they announce that, if the Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddess, which is, I think, it's like this third or fourth year that this concert is still going. Yeah, on. I know it's. I know it's here and where, I, like the second or third time. But uh-huh. having. A concert here would be like I would immediately buy a ticket to go oh, see it. It would be one of the immediately. hardest. Immediately, it would be one of the hardest concerts to get a ticket from. Like, if, oh, definitely. For if sure. they if they be like, we're now seeing uh, now that we did the Zelda con- concert, Goddess of the Symphony, we're now bringing the uh, Fire Emblem concert to America. Get your tickets now. As long as I see Chicago on there or even Wisconsin, I'm getting my ticket right. There. I would be like, you know what? I I might have to miss a bill and I'm going to have to buy my ticket. 
because I'm like, if yeah. I don't buy it now, it's going to be sold out. And if it's not sold out, I'm probably going to be upset. Like, I expect yeah. the, the Legend of Zelda concert to sell out. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But the Fire Emblem the Fire Emblem concert, it has to sell out. Because the music, definitely in Awakening. I, like I said, I still got to start up Fates. Uh, but the tra- even the trailer music in Fates was, is, is amazing. Like, Put in your put in on some uh, Azura song. Oh my gosh, Kay, I have to tell because the final battle of both of those games has like the song of Lost in Thoughts All Alone, which is the main theme for Fates at and Rena Strober, who is the um NA voice fantastic job, and I think she's like um a Broadway star. Then like musical Broadways. So like when that song came on on I much like I've heard the Japanese version and then uh-huh. when it came on in English when I and the bus, like I stopped when I was on the bus, like I stopped, just put my hands down, put my DS on the lap. Holy crap! This is like I've never felt for a long time by this theme. I know it kind of sounds corny, and but I was like almost like cool, so close to tears. I was just like, holy crap! What is this? This is phenomenal. It's so good. Um. Oh, just. You have anyone who owns Awakening Fates, or even like whatever game that you have, I would say definitely Awakening the Fates. If you got those of those two, definitely put some headphones on and just. I don't know if it has a BGM on them, uh, but listen to the music in those games. If not, go on yeah. YouTube and and listen. Like they are so breathtaking. Like you literally could just feel like you're in another world like it's so relaxing it's so good and it kind of makes you hype and sometimes like laugh and sometimes yeah for sure like yeah like the song like the music in that game play on your emotions but it they're just so well done and so good oh yeah i know i know the um arena fair in smash brothers for the wii u and 3ds eyed purpose which is the final battle of awakening like cranked all I'm like I don't even care. This song is amazing for this kind of a game. Exactly. It's like it's I purpose again. I'm like nope. Don't even care. If you don't like I purpose, I'm picking the stage for I purpose. <laughs> so let's jump into our last topic of this conversation. Uh, what we look forward to in the future for Fire Emblem. Um, well, I think for sure, at least with being like Fates is now the most like top selling. It's good to see that this game now has a healthy fusion before with Awakening being like, this is going to be the last Fire Emblem game, guys. If it doesn't do well, there's not going to be with people loving both of those games as much as they do. Fantastic to see this game have no matter what that future holds. And I think it, it even coming into spinoff games and having more series. I don't care how salty people get of how many characters Smash Brothers. I think Corrin was a fantastic addition and fantastic in the game. He's good. But, he's super good. And, and it, Oh, he's so good. And even like in like Mario Maker's 8-bit sprites in there with the Amiibos and stuff like that. I just, I just like the series has grown and how many new fans think that is just so good. Like as somebody who's for a long time since like Rekano Ken came out to see all these new fans being like yeah Awakening was a great experience it warms my little heart so much and I can't wait to see what the and 
it's cool to see like in a Tokyo Mirage session and take a look into a more futuristic setting. Kind of neat to see in a Fire Emblem game. Mm-hmm. Like it able to handle, especially with like old weapons with like, you know, swords. But I mean, they were able to do it in Fates pretty well with uh, tomes, but there's another type of tome being like the use cards to summon spirit animals, but they work like tome. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to see like those new types the same way as the current ones. And uh, it also be kind of hard to imagine a game that supports without them just because of how well they're doing and how well it, it is going to be for the series. Fan bases, people like the characters. I mean, the fan art and stuff has like blown up even more it's like so much more easy to find and like I hate this character husband or waifu (laughs) and you know here's my pro pairings and amazing like to have so many ways of playing this game too and I'm interested to see as well how the kids before kids have kind of become a state at least people seem to like the kids. Yeah. They have more of a purpose in terms of story. And as I said, in Fates, they're kind of like there and they grow up in a weird way. It's like, well, so life love each other and nine months pass by, they brown when they become adults. It's like, what? Okay. It's really, it just, it's unfortunate that they're kind of just there. They have to be there with how well they worked in Awakening. So it'd be kind of kids come back at all if they do usually for a story purpose and not they're just there yeah like again it's good to see this game have a very healthy series i'm interested to see how else this game can change the transition from awakening to fates is is pretty fates has changed a lot awakening changed a lot a new extra step to it so it'll be interesting to see what else it can series for sure and another thing too is I think the customizable avatar it seems to be yeah Robin Corin um, mystery of the new emblem who like that game never came out here that's the shadow dragon that's the one that first had its customizable well that did in Japan but just with having like this is this is my Corin and this is his or her story is another uh, probably going to be at least remains in the series of I would think anyways yeah I kind of want to I, I um, mentioned that uh, that you know as good as the series has been on handhelds and uh, 3DS I've been talking over some people about it um, I kind of wanted to come back to consoles like I would I would love to have maybe like a spin-off game of Fire Emblem to be released on consoles now I, I don't want to say NX or anything like that because um, that's a possibility. Um, I know they're ma- planning to do a mobile game for it, which I, which personally for me, I'm not interested. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what it is like the old ones. Maybe if it's just like oh, it's a game or like oh, it's a collect the characters similar to like this or Mobius or not Mobius, but another Final Fantasy record keeper. Yeah. Then I'm probably gonna pass on it just because it's kind of hard series to be mobile i would think like it's to be mobile uh, without it being like really like super you need to buy things in order to 
can go. It's interesting to see what that is about, but I don't know. I don't have have for it at all, like yeah. at all. So especially with Pokemon Go having problems at this at this time, like it's popular, but yeah. people just having so many problems with it. Um, I I really you know I, I hope they continue to keep the difficulty difficulty choice in the game like if you want to have permadeath or not um I I I think the music is still going to be fantastic hopefully the writing and the artwork of the characters and their personalities um I hope they I hope they don't just become stale or like predictable I really hope that they continue make characters that you're going to like or not like, um, and that it just keep getting yeah, better. For sure. Like, like I could actually, I could say without a shadow of a doubt that Fire Emblems has some, uh, we mentioned, you even mentioned it, that, um, the men and the women in this game are like kind of equal, you know, like I feel like the Fire Emblem series has some of the strongest women throughout the whole series. Like, I think you could find. Oh, yeah, I think you could find in the game personally a female hero um um that you end up loving. Like um Fire Emblem Awakening. I know we've been talking about Awakening cuz it's so it's so good. Um I guess she was like the princess or the queen or stuff and she sacrifices herself. Oh, Everin? Yeah, when she's when she falls off and sacrifices herself. Um I I literally lost my mind because I thought she was a well-winning character and she was very humble and it, it's kind of like a, a more anime RPG-ish thing that you kind of see like self-sacrificing yeah. but her her self-sacrifice really uh really moved me as a as a player because even though it feels like she didn't do much in the game something about her her voice acting her as a character just made me be like i really want to protect you because you you have a purpose and you something about you have a desire and have a love for this country and for this people and when she when she fell off and sorry if that's a spoiler for people who haven't played it um but when you see it, it's very impactful. And I love when they do that in the Fire Emblem series. Like, I love, there's just moments in this game that's very impactful. And I don't think a lot of people get get something out like that from the series. Like, I, but I hope personally that they continue to do that. And it don't have to be a Final Fantasy VII Earth Dies part. It doesn't have to be anything like that. But it just has to be like a character that you really care for because you not only invested time time in and stuff but you really care about the, they really designed this character for you to care about like if I, I hate to say if you made a uh, fire emblem list on it like who, who would be on the list because you kind of have to play all 50 games <laughs> to do that and not all games are available I think Japanese players could do it but like her, some of us in America oh definitely yeah, some of us in America, we don't have that luxury uh, unless we do some things to uh, get them. So I won't mention what it is. <laughs> so uh, I'll leave it at that. That's what the internet. Yes, and no matter what Fire Emblem game you play, there's always going to love that character you hate, especially in the newer one. And who's like, who is the best pair with who or who with who? And I think that's kind of great. I really love this person and I really don't like this person and it's here to different opinions on them. And especially like in the later ones, characters are actually pretty well written about both gender. Um, you know, like even like the Lords being like 
Brom, Ike, Marth, Lef, and one of the way. All of them are, are great main casts and, and them like be like good characters. Uh-huh. These wholesome guys, like Ike is just a guy who is a mercenary and or like Roy is the son of the Game Boy Advance kind of thing. It's like, oh yeah, I know who this character is with that person. So that's it, everybody, about Fire Emblem. This is part one. Uh, tune in for part two, where I'll have my special guest, Fuet, um, talking about, because he, he has to be for Fire Emblem face, I think. Like, he has a lot to say, so we'll be addressing that in the next episode. Um, Amanda, do you have yeah. anything to plug? Go ahead. Um, feel free to follow me on Twitter. It is at D-O-K-U. That is Sodoku, like Sodoku the or extra D. Um, I have a, a Tumblr called Don't Trip Perler where I post per- of, um, you know, different things. Like uh, one of the for fates is um, not, I, I wanted to do and then like I got distracted and totally ran out of beads, but I did make every playable character and it is on my blog. I am so proud. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's like yeah all 49 characters all the characters all on there and yeah it is like it is it's highly that i'm de- like super proud of yeah it's highly but, detailed uh, and oh they look so good yeah, i've been playing with like my little like male corn for a while i also have a um etsy shop sell these beats i need to put up all my fire emblem characters eventually see if like anybody wants to buy them you know let me know that i've been having specials on them as well for like if you pick five you know that kind of thing but i have an etsy shop also called don't Pearly be to ray so yeah feel free to check that out for plugs for myself and you can follow me on Twitter at that retro code, T-H-A-T-R-E-T-R-O-C-O-D-E. Um, you can hear this uh, podcast at the Anomalous Radio Network com on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other uh, podcast apps. Where you can also hear my other show, World One One Podcast, that I hold with our very own, that me and Amanda know, Adrian Nieto and uh, Larry Giver. Um, they're part of the NVC Video Game Book Club, which you guys can join. Um, this month, we're playing Super Mario. Mario Brothers 3 uh, for the uh, NES. Uh, if you have the original cartridge, you can play that. If you have the Wii U or Wii, um, wherever it's available, that's the game that we're playing for the month of August. Um, join our Facebook page, NBC Video Game Book Club. Uh, check me out on Facebook under Edward Rennell, E-D-W-A-R-D, V as in Victor, A-R-N-E-L-L. Um, you can friend me, uh, talk to me about games and stuff. Um, you can email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com. That's M-Y-O-P, the number two, C-O-M-M-E-N-T at yahoo.com. I want to hear what you guys think about the Fire Emblem series. Um, let me know what's your favorite game, your favorite characters, who you hate. Um, favorite moments, the music in the game. Would you go to a concert? Because <laughs> I know I would. Yes, yes, please, yes. And uh, uh, we want to hear myself, Edward, who had a more about Awakening in particular, as uh, he has mentioned. Uh, the Nintendo Video Game Book Club has done a thing very detailed. So check out that video on Joe's um, channel, which is B O J O X, I believe. Yeah the Facebook uh, Nintendo Video Game Book Club and 
So you can hear us gab about awakening and myself. The the worst of the nerds. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. The gods. <laughs> And pray, and now to go back and plug even more hours. <laughs> I have a problem. Three hundred and fifty hours. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm gonna start conquest. I'm gonna think I'm gonna put uh, uh, brevity second on hold and just start conquest and just be like, I'm getting my tail kicked. But I love, it, but I love it. And with that, everybody have a great weekend. Have a great week, or whenever you hear this podcast. And with that, the gods, we are out. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for coming on the show. Thank you very much. And with that, everybody, we are out. Bye. See you. <laughs>